I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. Been out of shape. Say one thing, you got all been out of shape. <laughs> Born. All I did was call you a pussy one time. Good lord. Okay, welcome to Order to Extraordinary with Ben Clunt and Stephen the asshole. <laughs> I don't mind being an asshole if I make you better. I just was giving you some feedback. Just how you don't like how it was delivered. Oh, good lord. It's funny. There's individuals that like to provide you with feedback, yet have selective hearing when it comes to listening to their own. But Okay, today, first off, we're in mourning with the closing of White Elephant. Spokane staple. After 74 years in the community, they are liquidating. Suck. Yeah, that really sucks. But, and I do want to say, although it's been contributed to COVID... The writing was on the wall once the old man died a few years ago. Um, it sounds the like they were planning on it already. Did yeah. you see 90 grandchildren? Did you read that article? Oh, yeah. There was... 11 kids and 90 grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Did you do their stuff? No, no. I tried a few times. They also have the restaurant, the Conley's restaurant out there in the valley. Oh, that's theirs? Yeah. It's the same family, at least. Somebody in there does that restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised. It's always interesting to me when a business, instead of trying to sell the brand or something, just closes. Mm-hmm. I was like, you had name recognition, brand recognition. Like, why just up and close? And I, I'm sure there's a good reason for it. Well, I've been in business so long, I have to imagine they own that real estate. And that's the only thing I could think of, too. And there's probably more more money in selling that. Yeah, they're like, we, real we just got to get the business out of here and yeah. develop the property. Yeah, we can only speculate just now. Yeah, as I understand it, there was a sort of maybe not bickering, but the family couldn't decide how to deal with the estate. And the easiest way to split it, everything up is obviously to sell. Or yeah, I don't know. Such. I mean, the, the the guy's wife is still alive. It looks like, but who knows where things will go? But yeah. So today's topic stems from an interesting conversation I had on was it Saturday uh, Sunday night actually last night. Can we jump into some housekeeping stuff early rather than sure. until yeah, the go end? Ahead. So today we launched uh, Adapt or Die, was what I decided to title it, rather than Pivot. I feel like we it's said... my line. Remember? Yeah, but we said Pivot like a million times pivot. in last week's. Uh, listens have been good so far today, and I think that's probably one of our better podcasts, to be honest. Some of the good. things that came good. up spontaneously. And I also want to ask that if you Ooh, are yeah, able nice to... One. 
after I ask this, please rate, review, or share. Social media is awesome. Like you can tag us on social media if you see things you want us to see and maybe talk mm-hmm. about. A little tag mm-hmm. here or there. Um, we always tag ourselves and some other things in our, in our posts, both on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Um, and we always want to adapt or die. So we're looking to adapt or, or add things in that you want to hear. Um, you know, we, we have had feedback from people. Um, I get continuous feedback. I know you do as well, Ben, from, from the, the regular listeners. So, yeah, like, review, share, reach out to us if you want us to do something. Yeah, and I wanted to do that at the start instead of at the end. Because I, like I think it. sometimes once we're finished, people kind of stop before the end. <laughs> now they have to go because now they've heard it. Yeah, press pause right now. Go fucking do it. <laughs> please (laughs) and thank you all right Ben your conversation so my conversation this weekend we were sitting around with some friends uh, having a beer on the back deck after a barbecue so outside barbecue still kind of and I said kind of the topic of stress basically came up and one of the gals was sharing uh, she had happened to have some time Saturday and Friday where she was at a retreat of sorts with some other women. And she was like telling how it surprised her how many of these individuals were on weight loss medication and anxiety meds. And I was like, God, for one, that's an interesting combination that you're on weight loss and anxiety meds at the same time. So it kind of uh, got me to thinking in, with regards to the podcast being both uh, – leadership and mental health focused for 2020 the fact that it does seem that more and more people are struggling with stress and anxiety and what i was sharing with some of the people in the group is a is uh i think stress is like a muscle right it's like you go to the gym you break down your muscle you give it time to heal and it comes back even stronger right the same idea of stress the more stress that you experience the more that muscle gets broken down and then over time builds and is stronger and your ability to deal with stress uh, grows. One of the, we were talking about if I've ever had panic attacks or if we've ever had panic attacks, right, in life. And, uh, you know, all of us uh, had said, yeah, basically, at one point in our life, we've had a panic attack where we were overstressed and you broke down, right? And one of the guys was saying, yeah, mine was when I was in college and I was playing sports and doing this. He goes, but the funny thing is I have more stress now than I did back then with family, jobs, leading a team of, you know, hundreds of people. Things that actually matter. Things that are actually beneficial to society and life and produce real stress and that could be detrimental if done, you know, in a negative way. But are you intimating that sport isn't useful to life? You just said that are more. <laughs> I'm saying things that actually matter. I wasn't saying sport didn't matter. <laughs> I didn't say that. But in the grand scheme of life, yeah, I would say that uh, what he's doing now matters more than sport. But then at least college sports. Um, I would agree. College sport doesn't matter. So, and I was saying that's interesting because over time, right, you've learned and you've grown and you've. St- pulled that muscle you've stressed the stress muscle to the point where it's now growing and your ability to deal with stress and to learn how to cope with stress has grown so my thoughts were uh this being about leadership is the more leadership you get the more exposure to stressful situations that you're going to have and learning how to cope and deal with those things uh, is important but then also as you grow in success and you grow in leadership 
that's going to affect your mental health and how you deal with stress is going to affect your mental health. So tying it all together, talking about stress, the different types of stress, and then uh, some healthy potential outlets for managing and dealing with stress. So mm-hmm. That's today's. We can share personal stories on managing and dealing with stress as well mm-hmm. and then go from there. I think often the number one thing that leads to higher stress levels is a 24-hour news cycle. I keep talking I about that. I disagree. Social media um, too. Yeah, just over-saturation of our senses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but do you remember the magic equation I gave when we talked about this early, early on in the podcast? And it was part of another podcast. Um, but I gave you a wonderful... I, I didn't make it up. <laughs> but I gave you a... What podcast was it a part of? I actually don't remember. I just remember talking about it with you. So it's a book by Brad Stolberg and Steve Magnus. It's called Peak Performance. Hmm. I know I recommended it to you. It may even have been one of my favorite books when we talked about books. But the, uh, I guess before I give the equation again, the overarching thing that I want to focus on today is that stress isn't bad. Mm-mm. A good amount of stress is needed because cortisol can be healthy as well as unhealthy. And that's our number one stress hormone. Mm-hmm. But this equation was stress plus rest equals growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it might have been the balance podcast. We talked about it, um, you know, balancing everything out. And that would make sense. With, that would with make such, sense, yeah. Essentially, if you're overstressed, you're not productive. Yeah. And if you're overrested, you're not productive. But stress plus rest in, in a good balanced format equals growth. Totally. Well, and that's... Uh, when I was digging into it a lot of the day, they're talking about chronic versus acute stress, right? Mm-hmm. And how one being short-term, one being long-term, right? Short-term stress, kind of what you're talking about, coupled with rest, is a positive thing, right? And that's what motivates people a lot of the time to get through it. Uh, I think it's the acute is uh, long-term, right? Mm-hmm. I'm spacing it right now. So that, that's the one that obviously has long-term negative effects, heart disease, diabetes, fat. I mean, it's a lot of things, both and mental anguish that yeah. aren't good. But what I was going to say, and then I'll let you jump in, is I think a lot of people now, with the advent of meds, think that it's stress shouldn't be something that they have to experience. And that will only make you weaker if that's the mindset you take. Instead of letting yourself experience stress and have to work through it, be it hard or not. Uh, I mean, there's a reason why successful people... Are successful because they've had to overcome a lot of tough times mm-hmm. a lot of those things and they've had to sacrifice a lot of things that a lot of other folks aren't able to do yeah well it comes you remember we were talking about risk and i said mm-hmm. that as a society we've gone from risk aversion to or from risk mitigation to risk aversion well it's the same with stress instead of re- stress mitigation we're, to your point we've gone to this model of let's let's not deal with stress let's medicate yeah and what, you, what you're going to end up with is these essentially robots that can't deal with everyday human emotions, right? So the stress plus rest equals growth equation works in so many different places. It works in life. Mm-hmm. It works in relationships. Okay, so if you want to get bigger, better, stronger, faster, it works in the gym. So you stress your muscles to exhaustion, you rest them, and then you do it again. Yep. They grow. They, they, they get better at dealing with that stress. They adapt, right? heart, lungs, you stress them, you rest them, right? Mm -hmm. Cardiovascular improves. When it comes to learning, you stress your brain. You stress it, you stress it, you put so much in, you rest and you come back and you test it. Mm -hmm. Again, how much did you retain? And then if not, 
If you didn't retain enough, you go back and you learn again and then you try and test again, right? So stress plus rest equals growth can be applied in so many different places rather than, to your point, well, I'm feeling a little anxious this morning, so I'm going to take Xanax or I'm going to smoke a bunch of pot so that I can't function properly. Yeah, or drink or whatever. And I, I know those do. people that smoke pot and function. I'm just saying yeah. that when you become reliant on any kind of chemical in order to function, regardless of whether it's prescribed or not, I don't think that's a healthy situation, right? Yeah, and I'll, I mean, I'd throw an asterisk up in the corner. I think that there are truly some people that can't manage stress that have chemical imbalances going on, right, that need medication to level mm-hmm. out that chemical imbalance that can't necessarily be fixed with physical fitness or proper, you know, diet. I mean, there are certainly situations like that, but, yeah. yep, 100%, you need medical help, you know, and, uh, and meds are totally something that should be done. But for a lot of folks, I think they just turn to it as the easy way out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's in, in life in general. Everybody wants the, the, the skinny pill, right? Mm-hmm. You need to lose 20 pounds. Easy. I want to take a pill. Everybody wants to be able to download something instead of, you know, go and actually learn it. You, know, you can't learn from other people's experiences. You can certainly hear their experiences. But we have to learn from our own experiences, right? And if you're not um, at least exposing yourself to a certain amount of stress, a certain amount of risk, a certain amount of, um, you know, good food, bad food, whatever, everything has to be in balance. I did make a list, um, if you're interested in hearing it, uh, what too much stress slash cortisol can do, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the balance I talked about. I've also got a list of what too little can do. So from a... Yeah, that'd be interesting. Too much cortisol can lead to anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Headaches. Mm-hmm. You talked about this already. Heart disease. Memory and concentration problems. Problems with digestion. Trouble with sleeping. And the number one stressor. What do you think the number one indicator of stress is outside of mental health? Irritability. Weight gain. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because most of the time, you're going to, you're going to seek out dopamine... And the easiest way to do so is either screen time or screen time plus food or just food. Hmm. So a lot of people comfort eat. So this was a, 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 when you told me about this topic, I I was like, yep, I know a lot about this, but I'm going to read up on some stuff and just make sure that I'm prepared as well. So too little stress. And I think this is really freaking important. Yeah, this is the total difference out of the coin here. This is the flip side. Everybody thinks when you talk about stress, it's okay, what do I do to avoid it? Hmm. How do I deal with stress? Well, some of us aren't stressing ourselves enough. So many of us are caught in this comfort loop. We wake up, we do the same shit, and we go to sleep. And we wake up, and we go to do the same shit, and we go to sleep. And we don't stress ourselves enough. So, changes in your skin, like darkening on scars and skin folds. So, by not stressing your body, you're going to look older. Hmm, interesting. Right? That's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that is messed up. Like, yeah, people think you look older and get gray hair because you're stressed. It's the opposite. There's science to it, right? Um, Being tired all the time. So again, you're waking up, you're not stressing your body. Yeah. You're tired, right? How many, How before you started working out and being active, you felt tired all the time, right? I mean, I'm not sure that the tiredness has changed as much, but well, after a workout, I feel better. And I think the, the being tired all the time is more of a, as opposed to I'm physically tired and need to sleep it's more like a oh, I'm well, drained 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you work out and you certainly get a chemical high. Yep. Yeah. So this can, without any physical changes, muscle weakness that grows and worsens. Hmm. So yeah, and yeah. you can if you have low stress levels and you're lifting weights all the time, the only thing you're stressing is your muscles, and you've actually got lower cortisol levels because of that, and it's not healthy. That's so many people at the gym when they're not getting results. It's because they're not stressing enough, which is interesting. Not physically, but more than that, diarrhea, nausea, and vomiting. Right. Which is just, funny. That was also one of the ones for if you are. <laughs> yeah. So it's all about balance. Yeah. Loss of appetite and weight. So when, you know, we all know. That's I, funny because those are both. They're all those yeah. are all the same things. But the weight gain, um, it gets opposite, right? Weight gain if you're too much stress, weight yeah. loss. We all know skinny fat people, right? And, yeah. and, 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 and that's a terrible term, but I'm talking about the people you look at and they're pale and they're skinny, but they're kind of round where they shouldn't be round. They've got a, a pooch. And a lot of the times it's, it's down to this. It's like, well, you're not, you're literally not pushing yourself hard enough in anything. Um, and then low blood pressure. And a lot of people don't know that low blood pressure is actually worse for you and can kill you mm-hmm. sooner than high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. High blood pressure, you can live for years. And then it's just one event, something happens. Low blood pressure, you're you're struggling, you're gonna have circulation issues and all kinds of stuff that lead hmm. from low blood pressure. I think the other part of this is too leading to depression in terms of all that like if you're not doing something that stresses you a lot of the time, I mm-hmm. I, I don't think and this is just a pin, an opinion. It's not fact or anything. Like I'm not sure if you're doing anything that really is bringing growth to to you or anybody else. Or that you really value, which is why you would probably have those issues from the mm-hmm. lower stress side of things too. Yeah. In terms of the weight issues, GI issues, you know, tiredness issues, right? It's like, I mean, anything worth having is hard. We've talked about that before many a times. It's like, so I think the idea of just sitting back and taking life easy, you're not going to get a whole lot of value out of that. I mean, there's some people, there's always the exception. I get it, but I don't see how that works. Yeah, so I left two things out, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna read this. This is verbatim from a a medical journal. It mm. says cortisol is the primary stress hormone. It increases sugars, mainly glucose, in the bloodstream, and it enhances your brain's use of glucose and increases the availability of substances that repair tissue. So basically, all the healing in your body is born of not not all of it but a lot of it obviously your blood carries oxygen and different nutrients throughout your body right but cortisol is so essential to healing which is why and i'll give you an example of this which is why if you take someone who's had an operation and someone goes through a pt we'll call it a routine a pt routine and someone who doesn't the person that goes through the pt routine the they're going to be that that part of their body that they're rehabbing is going to be stronger it's going to be much quicker in terms of healing and they're going to be back to normal and just it or better than they were before whereas if they don't do that it's it's not going to happen Hmm. scar tissue forms um it's weaker and there's more like it's more likelihood of a, a reoccurrence of an injury so so, so you talked about it a little bit in some of the symptoms of stress, right? And I was saying stress can be both physical and mental, right? 
So it's like you see it how people, it's like they carry stress and tension in their neck or their back and everything, and it can mess them up at, over years and years. So it's like, it was interesting to me. So kind of uh, shifting a little bit, we can always circle back, but into how you manage stress and dealing with stress, right? I know for a lot of folks, you, Stephen, it's like working out on a daily basis uh, is a massive stress reliever. So it's like finding something I think that people find value in, and I've had to do this with, like, I didn't, I'm, you know, I wasn't a massive fan of the gym. I don't love the gym or anything like that. But it's like, I'm getting into golfing a little more. I'm going once a week at least to either hit a bucket that of balls. That stresses you. It, <laughs> it, I'm happy, but I'm happy. It does. Yeah. It, it does a little bit, right? But, but I'm also outside, and it is also a release, right? Mm-hmm. It, stresses my, it stresses me out if I let myself compare myself to other people. Mm-hmm. But, and then, like, mountain biking, like and whether or not I get competitive during those, which causes me stress and anxiety—not anxiety, but stress—a little mm-hmm. bit. It's not a bad thing, right? It's just a small amount of stress, which I get over as soon as I'm done with it, which causes me to push a little harder every time to be a little bit better. So, but also that it's that—I endo- mean, you get that physical rush that 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 helps to also alleviate stress when you're done. It's like I feel pretty good actually after mm-hmm. all that. Like that—that that was good, but. Hot tubs, walking, running, hot tubs. <laughs> Can I ask? Good. So the conversation that you were having, yeah. no names or outcomes in terms of, oh, we told them to do this, but what was the outcome of the conversation? like? I don't think there was like a particular outcome. I mean, the majority of the individuals were on ang- anti-anxiety meds, and this individual was just surprised. They're hmm. like, wow, you're all taking some type of weight loss or anxiety medication, like... That seems yeah. not healthy. And a lot of the time, it's uh, people that probably shouldn't even be taking anti-anxiety meds because they not in a terribly stressful, yeah. I mean, societal view of their lives would not be that of one that's very stressful. Affluent, you know, families. Yeah. So I'll share. There's always more going on, I guess, than maybe we know. And I may have shared this before. I, I genuinely can't remember if I've done it on the podcast or even to you personally. But the uh, the number one low point of my life in terms of stress was when I had my dream job. What I thought soccer. was my dream job. <laughs> I was running a soccer club. I was... My daily cycle, and, I, and I, I remember it. Like Now when I think about it, it makes me want to throw up just thinking how I was. I got up to 250 pounds... And I carried it well. It was all in my waist. I mean, I would wear black and and I could dress and most people wouldn't have guessed that I was 250 pounds, but I was heavy. And I remember one day that I'm going to give you my daily routine in a minute, my daily cycle. But I remember one day when I I realized that I had to change and it was after I'd stopped working in soccer, I went to uh, put socks on or tie my shoelace or something. (laughs) And I was sweating and out of breath and I could feel pressure in my stomach as it was on my thighs trying to lean over and I was sitting down and I, I, I just made a decision then that I'd never ever reach that point again but I guess where I'm going with this is to sort of give the daily cycle and then talk about the realizations so my daily cycle was I would wake up at five I've always been an early riser mm-hmm. I would drive to the office or I would watch TV for an hour while I was working, doing some early morning emails or something. But essentially, I'd be in the office by about seven most mornings. On the way to the office, I would stop and pick up food. 
if you think about what's open that early in the morning, it's not very healthy things. Yeah. So it was a variety of fast foods or grocery stores or something, right? Lunchtime would involve fast food or going out to eat or, you know, having someone bring something in. Again, not usually a healthy option. Even, even the salads aren't, yeah. Uh, around four o'clock in the afternoon, I would leave the office, head to the soccer fields, coach, sometimes run around a little bit. So I wasn't not exercising, but I wasn't, there was no focus or in mm-hmm. kind of, um, there was no uh, routine, so to speak. So I would um, go to soccer, I would coach three hours from five o'clock till eight o'clock most evenings. And then at eight o'clock, quite often, it was one of two things. It was back to the office to finish what I couldn't get done or it was to the bar for soccer meetings where I'm eating dinner at the bar, mm-hmm. drinking, getting home 10, 11 o'clock, staying up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning and then doing it all over again, functioning on four hours of sleep a night, right? And I, I will say this, I'm grateful that I only need four hours of sleep a night. Like I can function on that. I'm one of the 5% of the population that doesn't need a shitload of sleep. Uh, right now I get about six hours, but I can wake up after four and feel fine. But that added up quick. I loved what I was doing, loved the kids I worked with, genuinely enjoy soccer, obviously, still to this day love the sport. But I didn't realise I was stressed out and burnt out until I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And That's the, what I was I'm writing down <laughs> <laughs> right now. Like Sometimes was, you don't even realise yeah. you're stressed until... Because it's just chronic. It was about a month after I walked out of soccer and... It was a. It wasn't a. It was an acrimonious breakup, shall we say, and that I didn't want to leave, but I had to leave, and the people that I was working with were just not on the same path as me in terms of slow growth versus we want it right now, and a whole bunch of factors played into it. So I walked away, and it was about a month later, and someone commented, and I think I'd lost by this point about eight pounds. I wasn't eating all out all the time. I was more relaxed. I'd started yeah. doing a little bit of exercise. Um, I'd had that, oh shit, I can't bend over and tie my lace without feeling out of breath, feeling. <laughs> and someone said, oh, you've lost some weight. And they said, what, what's different? What's changed? Like, because I, I got back into soccer, but at a much lesser level. So I left that club. And while I was looking for Heartland, so there was like a four month period where I was kind of moonlighting um, between looking for a real job and still advising, shall we say, on mm-hmm. soccer. And when someone commented that, and that's the realization, I was like, I didn't know. I was stressed out, burnt out, and burning the candle at both ends until I wasn't doing it. Like now I wake up refreshed. I don't wake up and feel heavy. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean physically heavy. I just mean emotionally. I'm I'm sleeping six or seven hours a night. I'm having healthier relationships with people because I'm not on edge. I'm not angsty. And like I said, I'm not a stressed person per se. Like, you would never look at me and think, oh, he's carrying it on his shoulders. Like, look at that guy. He's, he's, he's a friggin' walking time bomb. But until I wasn't stressed and it was just that realization and that, um, it was like weight, a weight off my shoulders Yeah. when I wasn't stressed. One of the articles I was reading was talking about, like, I think so many people are used to stress now that they don't even know that they're not stressed. And so that was what your point, right? It's like, it's almost become like an operating just a mode of operating like oh i just operate and i can think of a few people that we are friends with that i'm like god you really operate just out like you always seem tense and stressed out Mm -hmm. and uh 
<laughs> this is a funny story. So you just talked about like four hours of sleep. We had a friend who's a heart surgeon, retired since, um, and would only sleep four hours a night. And I was like, oh man, if, if my heart surgeon came in and I knew he only had four hours of sleep the night before, I'd be like, <laughs> get yeah. out next. But uh, he claimed to be one of those people who only needed four hours of sleep a night, right? Mm-hmm. And then as soon as he retired, he slept for like a month straight. <laughs> and he goes, oh, I think I realized I was just uh, sleep deprived for the last 30 years. <laughs> yeah, It's like, I thought I needed four hours of sleep only, but I think I just got so used to being sleep deprived that uh, I, uh, I, I, it was normal. Well, the interesting thing with that is, you know, you, you hear people saying, oh, I need to sleep more tonight. I need to catch up on sleep. You can never do that, hmm. right? It, it's uh, when you read, so I, I wasn't sleeping well either. I knew that. I knew I was a terrible sleeper. So part of coming out of this soccer thing was me just basically diving into health again and learning so much. So, I, I mean, I track my sleep now. I have like an old phone that I use. I don't keep my phone by my bed. Um, I have an old phone that doesn't connect to anything, but it still records my sleep. And once a week, I'll let it jive with the internet and connect and do the the upload of my sleep cycles. So I record mm. my sleep mm. and everything now. So, But diving into sleep was interesting, and I learned a lot. I did a sleep study. Um, didn't have sleep apnea or anything like that. I just didn't sleep well. I, I mean, an, an average sleep cycle is about 90 minutes. And I was having one of those, a full sleep cycle, a REM sleep cycle, is 90 minutes. So you're not in REM for 90 minutes, you're in REM for about 30 minutes of that. So you, it's supposed to be like dips and waves. I don't know if you've ever seen what a healthy sleep cycle mm-hmm. looks like. Mm-hmm. And mine was basically awake with one sleep cycle where you're in a deep sleep and back. Hmm, and you never get into a deep sleep. I wonder what causes that. That's an interesting thing. Stress. But, I mean, you talk about having... Managing stress, dealing with stress. I know it's like getting seven or eight hours of sleep per night is one of the biggest ways of dealing with stress, right? I mean, if you're not sleeping, then when you're not getting a good night's sleep, then your ability to deal with stress is going to be severely hampered. Mm -hmm. We have a a guy who was a SEER instructor, and all the gentlemen in my office were having babies about the same time. So SEER, the search, rescue, Mm -hmm. uh, evade, or something like that. I think that's what it stands for. And... He was telling telling us that it had babies. He's like, okay, so what we do to build people's mental fortitude, basically, is we put them in a dark room and we blast in the sound of hard rock or screaming baby. He's like, so when you feel, you know, in the middle of the night when you're standing in your child's room and they're screaming that you're losing your mind, it's because you are losing your mind a little, a little mm-hmm. bit. So it's like, well, and you're so sleep deprived that that just is all exacerbated. So it's like having sleep i mean you see i mean anyone who's had kids knows what that can make you feel like <laughs> yeah and, and what that can do your body and how you're so on edge and so stressed it's funny you that. brought that up because i was thinking along the same lines with um with single parents oh check in on single mums and single dads oh. regularly because it's actually quite common for them to flip out and shake the baby and, and do horrible things because they don't have the support they get stressed to your point they're literally going bananas because their kid yeah. is crying whiny you know it has teething. nothing to do with their parenting but it's literally not, just how it works i think often we think people are t- and killing babies is always bad right oh, but we God, think people yes. are these terrible people and it's no it was a it was over time 
their mental health and their deteriorated, their stress levels increased. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the help they needed, and you know, it snapped. Yeah, no, so nothing it, gets you my brought blood that up boiling. And I was I was thinking about that on the last thing I was talking about. Um, Circled back to it. There you go. Yeah. So it's, but yeah, man, nothing will get your stress levels up like a baby crying. Like, oh, some people can deal with it great. Like even this morning, my son Weston, my wife got Weston out of bed, brushing teeth. Big battle ensues over who gets to put the toothpaste on the on the toothbrush because my wife had already put it on. Weston lost his shit. Like was trying to scrape it off the toothbrush so he could put it on. And Lauren's like, buddy, it's already on. Like we're just going to move on. <laughs> like bloody murder screaming for like five minutes right and those of you who have kids who are like well why don't you just put them in timeout tell them to stop it's like yeah you do all that shit it doesn't always work okay and he's just losing his mind and i'm in the in our bedroom over and i'm just like can feel like i'm getting like hotter (laughs) and like i'm just like starting to get like angry so like and i have to stop and like actually take breaths because it's like children my favorite thing about those things is usually after about four or five minutes you can say to them like what were you crying for and they don't know oh god no they wait what what, i don't know i just was mad at you (laughs) (laughs) they've lost track of why they were even pissed off oh but they can throw tantrums like nobody's business toddlers man oh all right so you touched on me and my routine so and maybe I should talk about my routine now in contrast. So I, I think I shared already yeah, last no, week or the week before. I didn't necessarily increase stress during COVID, but I was hyper aware all the time that I wasn't going to the gym and that my home workouts, which I was doing, I got some dumbbells and such, and my home workouts just didn't feel the same, right? Yeah. So I think for me, the number one thing that keeps me on an even keel is routine like I, I block out my day I know where I'm going to be when I'm going to be there Ben jokes about it but I'll be like send me a send me a calendar invite can you do a he'll talk to me on the phone and I'll be driving or something and I'm like make sure you send me a calendar invite because if it's not on the calendar it's not in my thoughts it's not going to happen um, but from the second I wake up until the second I finish work I have structure and routine and that keeps me 100% sane not stressed healthy cortisol levels because I'm doing the gym and other things at work and learning and I build in that time right so I've got my my physical stressors I've got my mental stressors and I've got my life stressors so that can be work relationships uh, friends and I'll be honest I've got friends that I only have a limited amount of time for because I can't I can't mentally deal with more than, than what I can give them in terms of not stressing me out in a negative way. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. They're okay with that. My friends that are like that know who they are. There's other friends that I could spend every minute of every day with. Um, but then I, and the time blocking start, stops when I'm off work. The easiest way to give me stress hives would be to tell me on the weekend like hey we're doing this at one o'clock and this at three o'clock and like unless it's golf and it's a tea time then all of a sudden tea times are different because once i'm on the course i know i'm going to be there for four and a half five hours maybe six hours i might have might go to the clubhouse afterwards in relationships often i don't like being told hey you have this long to do that it's like no i have as long as i want to do that like i I, I would rather not do the thing before if i have something at five o'clock don't tell me i have to be done at two 
in order to be here at three and like organized pub crawls I fucking hate them where it's like you have to be at this bar at two o'clock and this bar at 2.30 and if you don't do this you won't get a t-shirt I'm like fuck that I'll sit in this bar and y'all can meet me afterwards that's not my thing That that's not how I relax Stephen goes to the last bar and yeah that's not how I relax right so it's just and and, and I'd know, say I think it probably depends on, on how, I mean I'm probably the same way a little bit but how much mm-hmm. time you have to to get something done like if you're traveling I think and you want to hit certain mm-hmm. points like having the itinerary having the things you want to see yeah is because I mean sometimes I'll get stressed out not having structure like that no see you traveled with me right so we went to Las Vegas we won't say when or how or whatever but when we were in Las Vegas <laughs> like each day like I told you the only thing I have to do is work out right so yeah, you go I woke up out. went to the gym you slept late I was awake. You were awake, but you, you were in bed. You, I was reading. Uh, yeah, that wasn't your I did thing. my morning routine. Yeah. But then it was just like, well, we can do this. We can do that. Do you want to do this first? Do you want to do that first? And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Just don't. Like, my mom's like this, and it's one of the biggest bones of contention with her and one of my sister-in-laws. Like, one of my sister-in-laws is a chronic planner. Like, not so much with work. She knows she goes to work at this time, gets home at this time. What happens during the day is just meh, Right? But then family life is, like, planned to the minute. Like, well, on Saturday we're doing this at this time and that. And, I'm, and a lot of times my mom's like, I'm here on vacation. No. Can I just wake up in the morning, drink a cup of tea in my underwear and decide what I want to do? At, sorry, you just uh, pictured my mom in her underwear. I and, did. Yeah, um, that's... And then decide what I want to do at 10 o'clock. And you got to put you some know? pants on when you're drinking your tea. <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't think so, Mum. You you do you. I like being in my underwear as well when I drink my tea in the morning. I put I put on pants. But yeah, so everybody has different stressors, but I think on top of that we all have ways that we relax and different stress relief. Mm-hmm. And stress relief doesn't have to be friggin' laying in the middle of a dark room, getting a massage or anything like that. Stress relief can be strenuous activity. Totally. And I think that's what often is overlooked. And it's one of the things through this COVID thing, the so, gym's been shut, Yeah, has absolutely baffled me because from a health perspective, I understand that there's been fear over this can spread this way, that way, and this way. But there were precautions that could be taken. You could minimize capacity. You could make sure people are cleaning stuff, which I'm all for, by the way. I always clean before and after. It's disgusting when people Equipment. don't. You know, how many times have I told you, like, hey, go, go clean that? I'll go to the next spot, you clean this, I'll get the weights set up, right? I'm all about cleaning, but I just think taking away the gym and physical activity for so many people and not understanding that that probably created so many additional health problems, whether it be mental health or addiction, a lot of people needed the gym and physical activity Mm -hmm. to stay sober, to stay sane. So I think... For me, physical activity and just having no agenda yep. is the best way for me to relax. Yeah. Sometimes I have a hard time turning off. Like my brain is constantly going. It's like a curse and a benefit all in one foul swoop. It's like my brain only turns off. I've noticed if I'm like if sometimes if we're out golfing and it's been a long stretch and I have my phone on do not disturb, like I've gotten better about turning my phone on do not disturb and like removing myself from technology mm-hmm. and that's a reason why i don't have like an apple watch or one of those things because i don't i mean i'm not one like i would never track my sleep 
at least not on a habitual basis, just because I don't know, I don't feel that more data is better. I think it's just, for me at least, knowing my personality, it's just more to focus on, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why with like the advent of social media, take your, pick a social media platform, right? 24 hour news cycle, freaking more access, your kids are doing more sports, you're demanded more work at time, mom and dad are both working historically anymore. You're having to, it's just like all of this stuff, pensions have gone away, so you're saving, I mean, in the finance side of things too. It's like, there are so many more things that are coming to light, purely because accessibility of information too. That it's like, I, I don't know if I want more information and more data. Like, I don't, I mean, I know some people here, you might even watch the news locally. Like, I don't even watch the news. I mean, I, I go onto the sites, I read the massive headlines, I dig into the things that are going to matter and pertain to my job. But for the most part, like, I don't need more stress in my life. Why put those things on you? Like, people want to go and listen to that. It's like, how does it pertain to your life in any way whatsoever? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't pertain to your life, why would you give yourself the added stress of worrying about it? Yeah, it's like well, there's already enough in life to worry about. So, this is—I feel like every time we talk about something right now, we're able to go a podcast or two back. And right now, I would talk about the on-demand world, right? Like everything we need or want is on demand, right? Yeah. So if your thing is, hey, when I'm in the kitchen and I cook, I'm less stressed. It's my release. Pull up a Gordon Ramsay show on friggin' Amazon and learn how to make something new and mm-hmm. go and do it. If you're going to have 30 minutes or an hour in your day that you're going to cook, do something fun. Make it fun. Don't make it mundane, right? Don't just walk in and throw a microwave meal in. Like, Do something that you're actually going to enjoy. On demand, whether it's fitness, all right? Whether it's learning. Whether, you know, a lot of people, and, and this is actually healthy, I found out. There's been a bunch of... Um, Research done on this now. A lot of people are listening to podcasts about murders and psycho killers and all this stuff. Yeah, see, that sounds terrible to me. It does, right? But it's healthy because those people have a... As a human race, we have a morbid fascination with horrible things. We might not think we do, but it's been shown that our healthy cortisol levels and everything increase... When we're do when we're researching these things, and I mean, I listen to po- Time Suck, right? We had Dan Cummins yep. on. He's had some horrible killers on there. He does it in a comedic way, and just knowing things that, like, I know some pre indicators of serial killers now because I know what to look for, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, going on your first date, you know, <laughs> blind date setup, getting to know her a little bit. But yeah, quite often, like, we're not, we, we don't realize that hey, at your fingertips, use your phone for something good. We talk about phones being a negative thing in social media, but what if you decide to do something positive with that tool instead of something negative? So instead of scrolling social media for 10 minutes, trying to figure out who's doing what and how you can portray that your life is wonderful when in fact it's not and i'm not saying it's not that your life isn't i'm just saying often people project things that are untrue on there how about you watch a 10 minute youtube video from someone that's doing something that you think is cool and then factor in okay he he just went here it's an hour away i could do that on saturday i'm going to book that and then i'm going to speak to some friends and see if they want to come along next thing you know you're doing the hiawatha trail or something like that something yeah, genuinely something enjoy yeah. so well yeah. and you're getting to spend time with with mm-hmm. people that you care about that's a god what were you talking about there's something came to mind i didn't write it down serial killers <laughs> no actually i remember what it was and I'd, well, i actually have it written down but 
so you could do that. You could jump into tech. You could use tech. But it's like, I don't care what it is. Like, find some type of outlet, I think, is what it comes down to, right? Something that you enjoy. And sometimes the thing that you enjoy in your outlet may actually need you to expend more energy. Because it's like, ah, it takes less energy just to go sit on the couch and watch a show. But I actually am not getting anything out of it, right? Like, sometimes you're so tired. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Lauren and I talk about this at home even. Like, sometimes you're so tired. The only energy I have is that to muster myself to go sit on the couch and watch a show right before bed. When in reality, it's like you could just go for a walk and said, go go put your shoes on and go walk the block for a half an hour. Or go outside. I know for some people, this is a weird one. It's like I know my mom has said it's like their stress outlet is pulling weeds, right? Like go and work in the yard or do something like that. Steven's like, what? Why do people like that? But I think it's your hands are busy. And when your hands are busy... You just can't really... I mean, you stop thinking about things for some reason. It's Other a weird thing. like clean the bathrooms and shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Or, okay. But in my case, like going out and bicycling. Like mm-hmm. when you're bicycling, you're forced to focus on the trail and the rocks that are in front of you so you don't go ass over tea kettle, right? Yeah. So it's like in getting out there and riding and you get that, those those endorphins up or whatever. Or you buy a car two hours away and bring it back. Did you get the title yet, by the bike. way? No, I haven't gotten the title for my car. If anybody wants to buy a Mercury Grand Marquis, 97,000 miles, <laughs> you let me know. I may have bid on it on an online auction and suckered Steven into riding with me down to the Tri-Cities to pick it up. Yep. I That's a that story soldier. in and of itself. Reach out if you're interested in the Grand Marquis. It's a beaut. It's a 10 out of 10 inside. I mean, it's like driving a lazy boy. There's my plug. I think uh, something that we haven't mentioned at all yet uh, that I hope every once in a while we bring you guys that helps eliminate stress almost like that. I just snapped if you couldn't hear it. Is laughter. And I think so many people take life so seriously that they forget to laugh. Mm-hmm. It's like, and if I mean, you think about some of the most awkward situations, stressful situations, more you know, times of mourning, things that are just like, and how do you? It's like, God, if you can laugh, it's like, it brings so much to a group. I think that's why comedians are some of the, like the most important people, you know, but also some of the most disturbed people. It sounds Thanks. like, but I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I said disturbed. (laughs) I'm disturbed and I'm hilarious. I get it. We'll let the listeners determine that one. (laughs) You know I'm funny. You're funny looking. But, but, see, laughter. Good stuff. Uh, Laugh. I mean, every once in a while, it's like, that's what I'll do for a stress outlet at night. It's like, I do use tech. I get on YouTube and I'll go look up Robin Williams or something like that. You know, or you look up any comedian. Brian Regan's a good one if you want something that's a little cleaner, right? And God, or the SNL skits, reading mean tweets. You ever do the look at those? You just go and look at some of those and watch some of those, and you can't help but feel a little better after just laughing for five minutes, right? Yeah. Can I can I touch on something else yeah. that I think is very important, and also it's underrated, it's underutilized, it's frowned upon. Mm. but it's 100% okay I think and and I'm talking as a single man going to project into families I think you have a tremendous amount of balance and Lauren your wife God bless her because she puts up with a lot of shit um, she understands that both she and you need time apart right? mm-hmm. and that in, in different ways I think too. often yeah. people 
assume and believe that spend more time with family, around the people you love, everything will get better, you'll be less stressed, you'll reduce, fuck no, that's, I'm telling you now, I love my mum. <laughs> the thought of spending a lot of time with her stresses me out. Poor Anne's gotten right. pulled into this twice this time. And one of my brothers, the one who sails around the world, bought a house and he's fixing it up. Like it's been heavily renovated. So he's living with my mom just now. And he was talking to me and I'm telling you, I'm like, I could not. Like when I'm, when I, when I visit home and I'm there for two weeks or whatever it is and I'm leaving the house and she's asking if I have a jacket on or something. Like, I don't know why, but that sends me up the wall. <laughs> I will. I'm an independent man, mom. I've not lived at home since I was 19 years old. Yeah. You get the hell off my case. I live in a different country and I do what I want. Like, if I get cold, I get cold. I'll friggin' learn, right? But so I want to bring this back to what I'm saying. I think often we default to let's spend more time with the people I love and that will de stress me. And it's often the opposite case. It's okay as a man, a woman, a parent to literally want time away Mm -hmm. it's healthy and it's okay and you can if you cannot say to your husband or your wife or your significant other hey I need to do something you got the kids or I'm going out with my friend or I'm going to take a weekend with the boys with the girls yep first off there shouldn't be any trust issues if there are that's a red flag way over and above but if you cannot have that honest and frank conversation and not hurt feelings, then you need to go to counselling for that because everybody needs time away from people. Ben and I need a break from each other every now and again. We take it, mm-hmm. not in a mean-spirited way, but there's times where we don't like each other. I think we love each other in a really unique way. It's one nut punch him sometimes. But there's legitimately time where the people that you love you don't like and you need time away from them. And I think that's often overlooked. And like I said, it's frowned upon when you want to spend time away from your family. And if it gets to the point that you're doing it every night, every weekend, that's an issue. Yeah. But it's okay every now and again to say, totally. I need a break from you. I want a break from you. And it's healthy. It's not bad. Well, and it depends also. So Lauren and I, like, I am very much a socializer. Like, I like to be with people. And that actually is one of the ways my brain does turn off. One of my stress outlets is actually being with people you know, sitting in a busy bar or something like that. Cause I, I'm forced to not focus on my thoughts and like, look at people, have conversations with people. Right. And that's a stress outlet for me. For, for Lauren, it's the opposite. Like she, I mean, she does not enjoy, like that's not a stress outlet for her. She would rather be home watching a show down in her craft room, quilting or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I'm like just sitting at home sounds terrible. Like it's not at all how I would. So, so if I, get up, do my morning routine, get Weston up, drop him off at daycare, go to work, come home, make dinner and sit on the couch and watch TV mm-hmm. for weeks on end, I start to go absolutely stir crazy and stressed out. And like yeah, Lauren COVID knows. Sucks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. That whole meme check on your extroverted friends were not okay. Yeah. Like that is not, that's real. And that's why it's like after a while, it's like you have to find those outlets and ways to de-stress. I mean, even in that situation, like we had to do Zoom calls or do something, you know, or sit on somebody's porch and have coffee or beer or whatever it is. We did social distance and lunches, right? We yeah. walked and got something and sat in the park and... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's certain... I mean, just find your stress outlet. Find whatever it is. Because, I mean, if you want to grow, 
you're going to have to deal with stress in life. Yeah. Um, and to come back, I want to tell a story. Uh-oh. I talked about this before. Remember the night we had at the casino? Me, you, Pop, and... Um, oh, gosh. Yeah, and and McNulty. And it was wild. Hurt. I had another one of those nights the other night without any of you guys at the casino. By yourself? So I played golf <laughs> Friday afternoon. And then Kenny wanted to go to the casino. So Kenny and I ended up meeting with Brian, <laughs> Shay, and Shay's brother, Jared. Um, and... When I go to the casino, I've told you this before. I don't know if I've shared this. I have a certain amount of money I'm willing to lose. It's not a big sum of money. But I'm like, oh, if I spend $200 tonight, have a laugh, have fun, some food and some drink. Hey, I could spend $200 on much worse, right? So I had a $200 limit the other night, and I turned $100 into $800. So I left with $900. Woo! And we were all sitting at the same table. Guess who's buying lunch? Playing cards and so winning. you took it from them? Well, they were playing blackjack. I took it from the dealers, but oh. <laughs> none of them left up. So they all lost and I won. So technically, I took it from them, I guess. But it was just good fun. And at the end of the night, I bought everybody what a fat burger. So the, I think that cost like 90 bucks. And Yeah, but it still yeah. was not as fun as the night that you had with Patrick. I don't know. We laughed a lot. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get to sleep. This was the other thing. We tried to get an Uber. And Uber only takes three people. So Brian had been picked up by his daughter already. There was four of us left. Kenny uh-huh. had to go to the valley. We tried to get an Uber and didn't realize that Ubers only allow three people. So you can sit in the back of a car, but not in the front of the car. Apparently yeah. there's no fr- lift didn't do so that, the but there was seat. no lifts available. So the guy showed up and yelled at us like, I'm only, t- I'm only taking three. And I'm like, well, there's four of us. I'll give you 20 extra dollars and a five-star rating. Like I was going to give him cash. No, and he started getting mad at us, and I got an email from Uber the next day saying that I made him feel uncomfortable, and I wasn't—I didn't say anything <laughs> untoward. I was just trying to convince him. So then we had to get a taxi. So door to door from the casino to my house will run eighteen to twenty dollars in an Uber. How much do you think a taxi cost me? Was it twice that? Try three times that. Oh, good lord! I got out at sixty-two dollars. <sighs> Right, That's and then Kenny got out and got another Uber back to his house in the valley. I was like, "I'm not, we're not getting a taxi all the way to the valley. That would be like a hundred bucks." <laughs> so, yeah, there was my stress $62. reliever at the weekend. Just a fun night talking to your point, just laughing and joking. And the next day, we all text each other like, "That was a freaking great night." You know, <laughs> one of those. I love those. Those are good times. Yeah, so. and you've laughed so much, your cheeks and your stomach hurt. Your jaw and, and yeah. everything is still tight. And you're but. laughing about stories you've told a million times, but they're still funny and great. And so I wasn't so sure if we were going to be able to fill an hour with this again. We do this quite frequently where we're like, I'm not sure we're going to be able to fill an hour, and then all of a sudden, an hour's gone by. Yeah, we're, we're a little short of an hour, but that's okay. Um, yeah, so just so you guys know, we usually aim for 45 minutes to an hour. So those ones that we've got that were like an hour and 20, we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went in and did a bunch of maintenance on our uh, SoundCloud today. Or yesterday, sorry. Yesterday afternoon, I did a bunch of maintenance. I tidied up sort of some of the the tags and stuff. And the so we're, we're getting more oh, listens. So I've been doing a better job at that. And, and we saw a we'll bump to today bump. because of that. So I do want to move hosting platforms. And I've, I've done a bunch of research and... So between the website, the hosting platforms, and some other things that we're going to do here. I don't think people here. know about that. What? Website. I called it out last week. I said, did you? Give me, give me two months. Oh, you did. Or That's right. six weeks or something, right? We'll have to go back and look. Yeah. I said I was going to do it. I think it was 60 days. Give me 60 days. Because I, I didn't want to commit to it in a week. 
But yeah, so going to be a lot coming up. We're going to look at possibly format changes. Don't know. We're going to have some some coming to Jesus talks, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. And we're going to look at really growing this little community we've got and getting on a, a different. I think level. the growing is we'll try to get better. Yep. Hopefully, bring good content, good interviews. The growing, I mean, really is up to listeners. Yeah. Well, not just if, that. They find value in it. There's different ways they to grow. Share it. So I want to say this: if you have a concept for a podcast, and lots of people do, but you don't have the tools to release it, you don't know where to start. Reach out. I swear to God, we could do a podcast in a box, podcast in a bag. It's all right we're, here. We're talking potentially about growing this into a podcast network, where we have different topics and different kinds of podcasts under sort of one main banner, but different individual podcasts. Um, ben and I have talked about that, and I really want to do it. So <laughs> We've loosely talked about that, yep. It's been a thought of mine for a long time. Yes, We've talked about it. I think we just need to pull the, fin- pull the finger out our butts and get it done. I don't know why you have a finger up your butt. That's really weird. You've never heard of pull, it, pull your head out your ass, pull your thumb out your ass? Like sitting there with your thumb up your ass? You know? Why would I have my thumb up my ass? I don't know. It's just a... Look, I'm from the UK, and we say some weird things. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why anyone would have their thumb up their ass. What type of stuff are you guys into yeah. over there? It was like when I asked you, so I want to share this one. Ben got here today, and he's wearing pants that are a little shorter in the, the leg. Trendy style. So I asked him if his cat died, and he was like, what? That's a weird question. And I was like, no, you're flying your pants at half-mast. He'd never heard that before. <laughs> it's just it's a common term in the UK. I thought it was hilarious. He didn't oh, appreciate God. it so much. So... Ben, we don't have any housekeeping in terms of sharing. Have you got anything to add before we sign off for the day? No, nothing to add. Just appreciate you guys always tuning in and listening. And I like that shirt. Is it new? No, I've had this for a long time. I think I've got one just like it. <laughs> I think it's the collar. I like that collar. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. Um, no, that collar type, I mean. <laughs> that was a total change. From what we, you got anything else to add? I like that shirt. <laughs> Yeah. Good, good, good. It's like squirrel. <laughs> so that was an example of uh, Stephen's ADD, ADHD, one of those, undiagnosed, but very real. Oh, it's real. But, well, thank you guys for tuning in. Please, again, I know he said at the beginning, how about share us? Yeah. You, you can like rate that. and review us. We've got good ratings. We've got good reviews. You guys have done that pretty well. If you could share it. If you have, don't like us already on Instagram and Facebook, go do that. O2E Journey, things. Ordinary to Extraordinary. We actually do post good stuff. We posted a nice quote today. Yeah, I saw that this from morning. From the last episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to go and follow us to see. I like it. Hook. <laughs> 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 but thank you guys for tuning in today. We love you guys. Yep. Reach out. And until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom. I've been grinding so long, been trying this shit for years. And I got nothing to show, just kind